Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam, Sam Dracula, if you want to be really formal with it. And man, we are here. Look, y'all, okay, listen, all right. We're going to talk about the first game of the season, uh, then crazy comeback, LaMelo, just all that, all that in this episode. No worries, but I need to do a little housekeeping just to cover some gaps from last week to this week. Because last week I talked about LiAngelo Ball getting signed. It was looking like he was going to be waived. He was waived since I recorded last week. So just uh, let's, just to talk about LiAngelo, um, I, I, by all accounts, he'll be with the Greensboro Swarm, and I'm very excited about it. If you want to hear more about my thoughts on LiAngelo Ball in general and what he could maybe bring to this team, given the opportunity, if he earns it, uh, listen to last week's episode. But just to cover that up, and then also um, the Hornets waived Wes Wundu since last time I recorded this uh, this podcast, uh, so which brought the roster down to 15 plus the two-way guys, and hey, which brings us to opening night, all right? <laughs> it's a hell of a thing, you know? I don't really, go, going into opening night, I didn't really know what to expect exactly. We knew some guys missed a good chunk of preseason, Hayward, Oubre, Terry, kind of limping out of, like literally and figuratively limp, limping out of the preseason. Mason Plumlee missed some time with COVID protocols. Not, not, the, not what you want to see. So the question was like, how, how's this team going to, like, is this team going to be ready to go immediately? And as I'm going to talk about in a second, they were not, but they did so in the end. So Listen, it's all good. But, but, but before we talk about the game and look ahead towards this, like, kind of first week or two of the regular season, I got to say thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the podcast. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Join using our promo code BELIEVE50. One word, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, spelled out, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so let's let's go let's go beat by beat. All right, let's go beat by beat. The starting five. All right, well, actually, let me step back a little bit. There's some questions about Terry Rozier's availability. I think over the course of the day yesterday, he slowly got downgraded. It was questionable to doubtful to out. Uh, this Hornets team without Terry Rozier isn't as good as it could be. Right, Terry is a massive piece to the puzzle here. And without him, we needed someone to step up, all right? And, you know, you all know what happened. <laughs> you know what happened. You know what happened with that. So that was, that was concerning, and especially against the Pacers, because the Pacers ended the season last year, ended the Hornets season last year in a very like, embarrassing way. 
So it was an opportunity for revenge at home in a packed Spectrum Center, right? You, I wasn't there. I was watching on TV on Ballet Sports, which the, that side note, that stuff, the TV rights stuff, I'm glad the league is thinking about considering addressing that because it's a joke. It really is a joke. These games shouldn't be this hard to watch. It's the year 2021. We have all these streaming platforms, all these cable options, like the, the entirety of the internet. They need to be able to figure this out. Hopefully they will. I, I have faith in the league that they'll figure this out and reach a, a conclusion that makes sense for everybody involved, right? But there's questions about Terry Rozier's availability. You know, he was, he was ruled out, is what it is. So we got to see the guys perform in front of a packed house on Ballet Sports. We got to hear Eric Collins, hear Del Curry, um, Ashley Shamedy back. Wes Bryant, a new addition uh, to the team. I liked his energy. I don't know. I like... I don't personally don't know much about him. I'm looking forward to listening to him and watching him and learning more about him as the season goes on. But I was really like, he's, he's a, a, he has a ton of personality, which brings something nice to the, to the squad there, the broadcast team, but the starting five. All right. So without Terry's like, all right, who's going to fill in the gap? The answer is Kelly Oubre jr. Which makes all the sense of the world. Kelly can play the two. He can play the three. You can play some four. It makes sense. And you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, well without Terry, Ubre getting some shooting guard minutes. That means there's some room there for James Booknight to get uh, get on the court. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen at all, uh, which is weird. Uh, but he's a rookie. He has time. He's, he, has, he has time to get it like to get right and get and get ramped up and ready to contribute in the league. And uh, considering how this game went, I thought he was going to touch the floor uh, when it, when and if things turned to garbage time. But you know, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, yeah, uh, Uber with the start, and he looked good. Um, I, I, I liked everything I saw from Uber except his shot selection early. Um, I think he had four or five attempts early on in the game, in the first half at least, that made me shake my head. Like, what are you doing? But it paid off at the end. He was hitting shots. He had two threes later on in the game and those were those are key buckets as the hornets were trying to make something happen after a rough first half but like oh immediately though immediately immediately um it seemed like when the game tipped off that first half they were attacking and abusing or the first quarter excuse me they were attacking and abusing uh mason Plumley to the point where i was like oh no what have what what have we done like what has mitch kupchak done mason Plumley was getting targeted by Sabonis and Miles Turner. Guys were dribbling at him and they were able, they were able to do whatever he wanted, whatever they wanted. And Mason got into foul trouble early, two fouls in the first quarter, ended his first quarter right then and there, which I think was a good thing because it gave him a chance to guys kind of reset a little bit. I don't know really what to expect from Mason. He's new here, you know, new eyes, new situation. I have nothing but high hopes for him. I think he'll fit in well and I think we saw what he can bring in the um, second, third, and fourth quarters. But that first quarter was a lot of, whoa, man. <laughs> this guy is getting attacked and abused out there to the point where my I was live streaming during it. My live stream was like, yo, <laughs> what is going on? They wanted, they wanted Cody Zeller back, all this stuff. But Mason Plumlee, to his credit, recovered. The redemption arc started in the second quarter and carried us through to the rest of the game. Very active. It, it kind of capped a lot or capped off with an alley-oop at the end, which, which was nice. It was good to see him getting his nice moment there. But there are times where he just really looked like he was struggling to catch the ball. Um, but by, when, by the time, you know, the game got in uh, further along, he was making passes and getting involved in a nice way. So 
I want to I want to chalk that first like shocker of like a portion of the game to him missing a good portion of preseason. That's 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 me caping for Mason Plumlee, right? I think I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And then next game, uh, Friday's game, that we won't see that. He'll come out ready to go because he is a veteran. He is a pro. He's played in this league a long time. He's been in big games before. There's, there's nothing about his, his, his resume and makeup make it seem like he shouldn't be good to go as a vet in this league. There's something else is going on. They just needed time to get his legs and lungs right. I think, I think Hayward was in that same boat. He, he heated up later. Um, when you look at LaMelo, right, and Bridges, they played a full preseason, and those guys were very active and very involved. LaMelo especially, we'll talk about as well, uh, off rip. You know, there was no hesitation, no delay with it. So going back to the starting five, though, um, LaMelo, Oubre, Plumlee, Bridges, Hayward, right? That meant PJ's coming off the bench, and the question for me then at that point was, who's going to join him? Like, who's going to who was going to join him in that first substitution? You know, that midway through the first quarter point, who, who's touching the, the floor first? I did not expect it to be Cody Martin at all. Cody Martin stepping on the floor first off the bench. I, you know, <laughs> I, I would have lost money on that if I put money on that. But to his credit, though, Cody Martin, he finished the night four or five. Six rebounds, a steal in a block. 10 points in 24 minutes, and he was hustling the entire time. What we saw last night was peak Cody Martin. Like that's, as a role player, as a rotation guy, this is what we need. Guys like this, and Cody's stepping up this way, big ups to Cody Martin, right? So he touched the floor first, as did PJ shortly after. PJ didn't have the best night, all right, shooting-wise. He had a, a massive stop at the end, hit two big free throws. Look, all's forgiven. He hit a three, all's forgiven, right? Time will tell. I'm really curious how he adjusts to being a bench player after being a starter for so long. Uh, Miles, not to compare the two, like I don't want to like, pit these guys against each other, but Miles took to it very well. You know, he embraced that bench role. I think mentally PJ will embrace the bench role, but sometimes guys need like need to get involved early. Like they take longer to get going and coming off the bench really deters that, right? They, they limits their opportunities to get involved. He only played 19 minutes, right? And with five, with five points on the night. So that's something to watch out for um, as the season goes on. Do we, do we see PJ play more, but start less kind of thing? I'm really curious about that. Um, Ish Smith. Okay, my guy. I kid about the Sam Dracula being formal thing. At the, like, that's not my real name. You know, sorry to break the fourth wall. My real last name is Smith. All right, I root for anyone with my last name, and we have a Smith on the team, and he was fire. He was so much fun to watch. You know, uh, during the preseason, I was I saw a lot of comments about the Hornets not having point guard depth, and they don't. You know, they got Lamelo and Ish. I think the hope is that uh, Book Knight can do some of that. Um, maybe. I don't think he's ready for that yet. Uh, Hayward can facilitate in the half court somewhat, but that's really it. Uh, Bridges is making strides in that department, but as far as like a half court facilitator, ball dominant, playmaker guy, we only have two. LaMelo and Ish. And you know, I'm knocking on wood. You can't hear it. Hopefully you can't hear it. It's not that loud. But that, that won't be an issue. Pardon the pun. But if Ish is healthy and then LaMelo stays healthy, we're solid. 
I know it's one game, but Ish looks so happy to be in Charlotte in front of his people in his state, like in his city. Like this was really cool to see. He had he went seven to 14 with 14 points in 21 minutes, five assists. He blocked uh, TJ McConnell shot. He has a steal like Ish Smith was money and he was and 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 he showed he could play with Lamelo. those guys shared the floor for a few for a few minutes here and there and it, it works it, that works so if they that that uh it's, kind of, it's an added an added dynamic that didn't exist last year because you know Devonte was taking a lot of shots took a lot of shots as uh as a point guard i don't think we see ish, ish take 14 shots a game like this um but if he's making half of them like he did uh, last night, then I ain't going to be mad at it, you know? Um, but as like a secondary ball handler, LaMelo sliding to the shooting guard, you know, or the off-ball guy, that's that could be really interesting. That could create some really interesting uh, mismatch issues for the other team and like allow LaMelo to showcase some different skills on the scoring side where he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to like wear the, like, wear the burden of getting other guys involved. You know, he because he knows Ish can can do that and Lamelo can just be out there to score. That is new and really cool. And I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. I, and again, I should have like really emphasized this at the start. It is the, it is just the first game. It is just the first game. But I don't care. I'm gassed. It, this is this is like, I don't know, 22 hours after <laughs> that game ended or whatever. And I'm still hyped about it because the, that first half was so brutal. So, so, so brutal. Uh, Sabonis was doing whatever he wanted out there. He looked like a god amongst men on that floor um, on, um, was that Wednesday night? Yeah, Wednesday night. And the Hornets couldn't do anything to stop him. And I don't know what happened at halftime. But when the third quarter started, it looked like the Pacers were still in the locker room. The Hornets put it on them in the third quarter and kept the momentum going. The Pacers got, you know, they woke up in the fourth quarter. They did. To their credit, they're a very good team with a very good coach. Um, speaking of, let me big up some Pacers that aren't just a bonus. Chris, Chris Duarte, 13th pick in the draft, older than Jason Tatum, right? It, I get it. I get it. Like, I, I'm guilty of it. It's not exciting drafting a guy in the NBA as like a 24, 25 year old rookie. Like that's not, that doesn't like warm, doesn't get you excited, right? Like, because it, you know, there's like no upside, we think. But the positive of that, the other side of that is that, that you got a guy who's ready to go. We has a definitive skill set that can contribute right away. And Chris Duarte filling in for uh, Karis LeVert, that homie is fire. Duarte is fire. He went nine to 15, 27 points. He hit six threes in his first NBA game mental i don't know what the pacers fans were expecting from him from the team as a whole this season but duarte is going to be a nice addition and i i don't know when the hornets play the pacers again but i mean i'm looking out for him and then when the when they aren't playing duarte is going to be one of those rookies that you just want to kind of check the box score every once in a while to see what he's up to because this draft class is so crazy so 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 crazy so stacked that if Duarte can do 80% of this on a nightly basis, he would be an all NBA. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, not an all NBA. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to get too crazy. An all rookie player this year. But this, this he has a, it's very, a lot of tough competition, especially in the backcourt uh, in this rookie class. So salute to him, really, honestly. Um, Brogdon was a little weird. He went 8 of 20. He hit some big shots in this game, but he was missing a ton, a ton of buckets, but still put up 28 points to his credit. 
uh, Miles Turner, the the perpetual like, oh man, the perfect Hornet center. He's I, I'm I'm kind of out on Miles Turner at this point, which um, I'm really glad we didn't trade for him because <laughs> he he there's points in the third quarter. Miles Turner was like he's doing what Kai Jones was trying to do in the summer league. Miles Turner, like he was dribbling the ball between his legs in the half court, like he's a point guard. And you know, to, you know, Miles may be able to do it, but it didn't look good. It was very slow and very deliberate, and looked like he was going to lose the ball at any point. He had four turnovers in the game, and it it is like, oh man, I don't know, I don't know. It it that last night completely took like I'm, I'm completely turned off by uh, Miles Turner and, his, and out of, um, any like potential trades for him are, are kind of out the window for me. At the very least, just that that was rough. He had a rough showing. Um, still pretty all right overall. Nine point seven boards. You know, still very much involved in the game. But meh, I'm kind of good on kind of good on him for now. We I'm good with our miles. Actually, look at that segue. I didn't even plan this. <laughs> miles turn. Oh, geez, not Miles Turner. Miles Bridges. Um, this happened between podcast recordings. Uh, actually, like before the season started, technically, right? Like to Monday or Tuesday, it was it was made clear all these guys, all these guys in the eighteen rookie class were getting uh, contract extensions. You know, as 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 one does. And Miles Miles Bridges was like, no, "I'm okay, I'm good." <laughs> uh, he, that, it, a deal didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. So what's going to happen is. Miles Bridges will be a restricted free agent by all accounts. And which is fine, you know? He's betting on himself. His management is believing in him and thought that was the best decision for him. And I wish him the best. Like I I, I don't want Miles to leave by any means. Not one bit. And I think he deserves to be paid in a very big way. He's the longest tenured player on the team and one of the most important players on the team. He deserves it. So hopefully there's a resolution there and that this is just a matter of timing versus him not wanting to be in Charlotte because he's spoken to Rod Boone. He wants to be here. He made it public that he wants to be in Charlotte, but needs to make the best decision for himself. And I don't fault him for that at all. Just as a fan, it'd be nice to like that, to know that that's taken care of that. All right. We know there won't be any issues, no dramas about Miles Bridges because you see from afar what's going on in Phoenix with DeAndre Ayton. I don't want to deal with any of that. <laughs> you know, I don't want to create one of them situations where the, the franchise is so publicly not on the same page as one of its best players. That being said, hey, DeAndre Ayton, if you want to come to Charlotte, holler at me. All right. I will drive to Phoenix. I looked it up on stream last night. It's like, it's, it's like uh, 31 hours or something like that in the car. I'll come there. I'll pick you up and I'll bring you here myself. Come through DeAndre. <laughs> <laughs> we we could use you. We could use you. This game would have gone way differently if we had Aiden on the team. I'll tell you that right now. It wouldn't be this close. It wouldn't be this close at all. I'm going forward. I want to watch Book Knight on the floor. I want to see Richards and Carey. Like which one of those bigs is is getting the minutes? I assume it's gonna be Richards, considering how he was used in the preseason and in the summer league, that Richards would be the preferred big between him and Carey. But neither of those guys have touched the floor yet, so who knows? When will Kai Jones play? I don't know. 
I hope hope we find out sooner sooner than later. But while Terry is mending his injuries, I need to see you know I need to see a uh, book night involved. The Hornets only played four guys off the bench. You know, there's a short rotation last night, and it's not completely out of character for Borrego, but I'm I'm I am surprised by it. And if it, you know it worked, it worked. Listen, Lamelo, Lamelo Ball, thir- eleven of twenty three. Seven of nine from three. Perfect from the free throw line. Nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals. 31 points. I don't know. I don't. It's, this is not sustainable. I don't think it's sustainable. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. I hope I'm wrong. But this is, this is what we want from LaMelo Ball. You did this in under 30 minutes. 31 points in 29 minutes is crazy. Uh, salute to him. He, he was ready to go. You know, his, his family was in the stands, uh, Leangelo in the stands as well. Like it, the future is kind of now with him, you know, it's one game and uh, I, I really don't want to overstate it, but I hope that this LaMelo is here to stay. Cause if that LaMelo, LaMelo the LaMelo we saw last night is a lock for the all-star team if it keeps that up. I know 31 points is crazy, but I'm not even talking about the, the totals, like the, the efficiency, the confidence, the ball movement, the energy. The point totals will come as a result of all that. And with how fun he is to watch, with how dynamic he is as a personality, we're going to have an all-star in our hands. We, I think we do have an all-star on our hands. And I can't wait. This is this is so dope. I'm so glad the the season is here. I'm so glad the Hornets won after that terrible first half and that crazy, crazy, crazy comeback. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was saying. I like legitimately could not believe what we say. Like Ish Smith was the leading scorer in the first quarter with eight points. Lamelo hits back to back threes and like oh man, just the, the the energy from the crowd. You could hear it through the TV. Man, it was so good. It was so, so good. Like the MVP chance for LaMelo again. This is so fire. It's so fire. I think it was like a 23-point deficit at one point. Mental. Mental. Mental, mental, mental. 31-9-7 for LaMelo, man. Hornets fans, if you're not excited about this season, I don't know what to tell you. I know I know bad things can happen. <laughs> I, don't, I know see, like things can go left at any point. Even comebacks can be cut off short. But there's nothing but optimism as far as I'm concerned. Because the Hornets did this without Terry. Imagine if they had Terry available. Just keep that in mind. Up next, tomorrow at 7 p.m., Hornets versus Cavs. You got the Nets, the weirdo Nets, and the, and the Celtics after that. Those are tough games. I think the, the Cavs are going to be a really interesting team to watch from a distance. I can assume the Nets and the Celtics will be firmly in the playoff picture. So those will be really good tests um, for the squad early on. You know, things get easier with the magic the following game. But yeah, listen, like it's it's exciting. It's exciting times, man. Like the NBA is here. It's here, man. I'm so I'm excited. I hope you are too. This podcast will remain weekly throughout the season. I'm gonna figure out a a a, a, a good cadence for it, and I'll let you guys know. Um, but for now, just make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend when it, when a new episode drops. Make sure you you tweet it out. Make a post about it on Instagram. Tell, tell your people. Spread the word. We're here all season long, and um, I'm here for it. Let's go Hornets. Thank you.
<laughs> Thank you for uh, listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. I can't believe last night, man. Last night was so good. That was such a fun game. Unbelievable. All right, man. Y'all been good. I've been Sam. Take care. Peace. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.